This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie back again with the second of our four episodes today and the second of our daily flashbacks. And shut up Siri, no one asked you. (laughs) This is Kim Jennings Game 5. And this is a notable landmark. Because had this happened just a few months earlier, this would have been his last game. But it happened around nine months after the Sky's the Limit rule went into effect. So we will see 70 more of these. I'm going to say that now because we all know how it turned out. Now, before I get into this game proper, oh my god, you guys, this was a close one for a nice fat chunk of it. So, yeah, we're about to see that. So let's start by meeting our contestants. Our contestants today were Paula, Corey, and of course, Ken. And throughout the first round, things were neck and neck. It was crazy. And we saw an unusual move from Ken on the Daily Double in this round because his he actually said, you know, it's pretty early. I'll bet everything. Which he usually doesn't do. And you'll see that, I believe, quite a bit throughout this particular streak. He had to start playing more aggressively in later tournaments, but at this early stage, no, that did not happen very often. So, yeah, that's quite the unusual occurrence. But the first round, the game was very tight. And had I been watching this for the first time, like, knowing it was a new episode and not knowing what was going to happen, I would have probably been very nervous. Because, yeah, everyone was playing so well and it was awesome. Double Jeopardy comes along and it looks for a while like Mr. Ken Jennings is going to take off with the game again. After he got, you know, the second Daily Double and got it correct. But then Paula surprises us by nabbing Daily Double number three, making a huge wager, and getting the correct answer, bringing her within striking distance of Ken. Not in striking distance immediately, but certainly striking distance when Final Jeopardy is considered. So this particular game was most definitely not a runaway. Because here's how things could have played out. Okay, at the end of Final Jeopardy, Paula has 17,000, Ken has 32,000. That's just a rough number. Paula gets the correct answer and wagers everything. 
Well, $17,500, I remember that now. That's $35,000. Ken messes up. Boom. Or, Ken gets it right and doesn't wager enough. Boom. So, the outcome of this game was really down to final. Which is not something you see a lot with Ken Jennings, as I've said. But today, you do see it. And really, it was kind of a nail-biter anyway, even though I knew who was going to win. It was just like, oh my god, what's happening here? But as it turns out, in Final Jeopardy, everybody missed it. And Paula did end up making the wager, the very wager I just described. She wagered everything. But it didn't hurt Ken because, well, she missed it and dropped down to zero. And had she gotten it right, though? Yeah. And Ken would have doomed himself even if he had gotten it right, had Paula gotten it right with her wager. Because Ken didn't make a big enough wager to hang on to the, to the crown at that point. So Ken Jennings, in this game, came within one clue of not having the epic winning streak that he had. One clue. So what do I always say, people? The end of the game is never a foregone conclusion. And I think this game exemplifies that. So, yeah. It was it was a very close, very intense game throughout a nice fat chunk of it. And even though it looked like it was going to be another runaway game, it wasn't. Which just goes to show that you can never tell what's going to happen in a game of Jeopardy. It doesn't matter who your contestants are. Something like that could always happen. I mean, that's what happened to Amy Schneider. Kind of off topic here, but that's what happened to Amy Schneider. She ended up with a very bold contestant who bet enough to prevent her runaway in a daily double. And then when she missed the question and and he got it right. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. So it just goes to show that you can be playing against an ultra champion and just one clue. One clue can turn the game. Now, at this point in time, we did not know Ken Jennings was going to be an ultra champion. We did not. Actually, I think there's a whole different term. There should be a whole different term for somebody that can win four months worth of shows. And the reason I say that is there was a se- there was like a six week season break that kind of split his run plus you know tournaments and things like that so from the time his run started airing to the end of it was about four months time actually a little bit more So, yeah, there needs to be a special term for people to go on streaks like that. But I'm going to leave it at that, and I've really said my piece about this particular game and what predicting the outcome can do to you. Namely, really make you look like a moron because you completely messed it up. 
on the turn of one clue. But I do have one more of these to make for you guys. And then, of course, the new episode later on tonight. So there's that. I'm going to say thank you, folks, for tuning in. I will see you in a few minutes. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. An Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. An Evil Chocolate Cookie production.